counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. There ain't no second place in Lambo, it's a whole new game. Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. It's Dane here with Wags. We're going to be doing our positional reviews from the 2020 season, and today, Wags, let's talk about running backs. We had Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, uh, you know, others, A.J. Dillon, uh, Tyler Irvin, down the list, but, um, you know, I thought uh, uh, Aaron Jones had had a really nice season. We're going to get into it, but uh, let's just talk about the running backs today. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. This was a very productive position this year uh, we had uh, really it was Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams were definitely the primary guys AJ Dillon got to get himself mixed in uh, at the end of the season a, a little bit more than uh, early in season I think we may have thought we were going to see him get mixed in early on but we'll talk more about AJ uh, uh, a little bit later I think it is starting off with Aaron Jones and um, look, Pro Bowl season, uh, he didn't have as many touchdowns as he did uh, this the previous season, but I thought uh, just extremely efficient, uh, came in, came out and, and proved that uh, once again, he could be that workhorse back um, with over 200 carries and um, uh, almost 50 receptions this year. So uh, that's, that's a lot of touches for, for a guy that uh, I think early on in his career, we weren't sure if he could handle that big of a workload. Uh, and Aaron Jones just came out, and more importantly, didn't seem to wear down as the season went along. Uh, averaged over five and a half yards a carry, um, and I thought looked strong uh, at the end of the season, uh, just as much as he did at the start of the season. Yeah, no, I I would agree, and uh, you know it, it was really a most of the season a bit of a two-headed monster, but but Aaron Jones. Just looked phenomenal. Uh, he had huge weeks against Detroit Lions. I mean, it, it's hard to go all the way back to the start of the year, but, you know, Aaron Jones in week two had 168 yards, Wags. I mean, like monster games, 145 yards late in the year against the Panthers, uh, had a nice game against the Eagles, you know, and, and, and the list goes on. I, I thought that, you know, in addition to that, just – he catches the ball nice out of the backfield. If I'm not mistaken, he was close to 50 receptions uh, for, for the Packers' offense as well. So definitely one of the engines uh, of, the, of the Packers' offense was Aaron Jones. And, uh, you know, I, I thought that he, um, if if the, the final playoff game uh, is the end of Aaron Jones in Green Bay, it's going to be a sad ending, you know, putting the ball on the ground and, and having a difficult time running the ball. Uh, you, you hope your best players show up in those big moments. And, and I think Jones, I'm, I'm sure, wishes he had that one back and has that game back. Uh, but that doesn't take away from the rest of the year, which I thought was just – he really stacked 2019 and he put 2020 on top of it. If 2019 was his breakout season – then 2020 for Aaron Jones was his I belong, I am this good kind of season. So um, Aaron Jones, Wags, I just thought was incredibly impressive. Um, and, and the Packers thought so as well. Rumors have come out that uh, the Packers offered top five running back money uh, to, to Aaron Jones, and I think he wants to test the market. Now, I understand him wanting to do that, um, and I think it's less likely that he returns to Green Bay uh, but, again, none of that in the business side because he seems like a great guy 
uh, takes away from a very, very strong season from Aaron Jones. Yeah, so that's the big elephant in the room. Why don't we just talk about that? Yeah. I don't think I don't think there's anyone out there that's begrudging or isn't saying that Aaron Jones deserves to get paid. Mm-hmm. The big question is, is it the right move for the Packers? And I don't know what your thoughts are, Dean. It sounds like you're conflicted. Here, my initial thinking is, it doesn't make sense to pay a running back top flight money when you have a the top paid quarterback in the NFL or will soon be again, more than likely if, yeah. if that's not going to happen uh, currently. Um, you've got the top paid offensive tackle in the NFL and Devontae Adams needs to get paid. Yeah. Um, and, and so I don't know how to split between a guy like Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones, but traditionally the wide receiver is going to get paid uh, more than the running back, especially in recent history. And frankly, if I had to choose, I'm I'm going to give the edge to Devontae Adams. Uh, it's a tough choice, but I just feel like that's, that's the more proven commodity and the safer commodity um, in, in terms of where you're going to put your money. If you, if you have to choose. So, Look, maybe the Packers are able to get creative here uh, and uh, are able to work something out with Aaron Jones. I I do wonder how serious their offer was. I I saw those same reports. By all accounts, there was an offer made uh, before the end of the season, right? So uh, was that an offer that it was just so the Packers could get out there in front and say, hey, we offered him a lot of money knowing he wouldn't take it? Or was that a legitimate, we're prepared to pay a running back top flight money here. So what say you, Dan? Yeah, you know, I'll tell you what. I'll just flat out say it. I love Aaron Jones. I don't want to pay Aaron Jones what I think he's worth. And uh, that that's not a slight on Aaron Jones because I, I think he's worth probably a lot of money to a fair number of teams. I've seen the Miami Dolphins. I've seen the Chicago Bears. I've seen a couple other names out there, and rightfully so. Um, that being said, you know, I, I th- this team runs on more than one position, and the Packers spent draft capital on A.J. Dillon, and A.J. Dillon in limited um, opportunity showed, especially against the Titans, that he can he can ball, and, and he showed it. And he, he has soft hands out of the backfield. He's certainly not the same style running back that Aaron Jones is, and I'm not saying that the Packers' offense wouldn't miss Aaron Jones dearly, but as you said, you can only there's only so much money in the salary cap era, and, and you have to talk about and, and, and really prioritize things. And if you ask me, is it Devontae Adams or is it Aaron Jones, it's going to be Devontae Adams 10 out of 10 times just because that position, the wide receiver position, is more widely valued uh, in, in the passing league. And Devontae Adams' wags has shown, whether it's Aaron Rodgers or Brett Hundley or any other number of quarterbacks when Rodgers has dealt with injuries in the past, that Devontae Adams can still be a 1,000-yard receiver. So, I mean, we've got to look ahead. Uh, and, and even into next year, I think this Packer team, with or without Aaron Jones, can compete for a Super Bowl next season. I wouldn't say the same about Aaron Rodgers, David Bakhtiari, or Devontae Adams. So, again, no disrespect to Aaron Jones, who makes it happen. 
and he's shown that he can make it happen. But I just don't feel comfortable investing that kind of money that he deserves. In addition to the draft capital that we just invested in A.J. Dillon, I don't think it makes business sense for the Green Bay Packers to do that. Right. And you look around the league, it's just very recently in the last couple of seasons that a couple of these running backs started to get paid again. Yeah. It was uh, for five, six years, running backs couldn't get, get a second contract to save their lives. And now all of a sudden you've got Alvin Kamara, you know, you've got uh, Dalvin Cook, uh, you've got uh, Derrick Henry. But those seem to be the exceptions. Uh, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, I don't know how much Dallas is liking that contract right now after mm-hmm. the season he had. <laughs> and so it, it, it's about how you want to build your roster. And we, I'm right there with you. I, I love Aaron Jones, too. I don't think there's – I mean, I don't know too many Packer fans that wouldn't love to have Aaron Jones on this team next year. But when you put money into the uh, uh, focus and you can't, you can't subtract that from the equation, he's going to get paid, and I don't think the Packers should pay him either. I, I agree with you. Uh, they need to look – at other positions to be able to uh, spend that money and that capital and see how they can, you know, build this running back group from within. Uh, perhaps uh, it's a little bit of a reset, but I think we'll be fine either way um, without Aaron Jones. He's a fine player and he's definitely uh, not an easy guy to replace just in terms of his uh, you know, his breakaway ability, uh, that's not something that we have on the roster currently, but I, I'm sure, uh, remember, he was a fourth round pick. So, um, mm-hmm. he, he, you know, it's not like we need to go out and, and get a running back in the first round to replace what, what Aaron Jones gave us. I think we can find other guys that give us that speed and that dimension and maybe they won't be as productive in year one, but they won't be asked to be. Uh, they won't, we don't need to bring in someone that's going to get that workload. Um, they just need to be able to come in and spell whoever we do have out there uh, and uh, be able to give that defense a little bit of a different look. So, um Levy, I think we're probably, um, unfortunately, I think we've seen the last uh, game of Aaron Jones, and it is disappointing for him uh, and for all Packer fans that that last look that we had of him in a Packer jersey uh, was probably not what he would like to be remembered for, but um, he had a, a great run here. So uh, yeah. that said, you know, I, am I going to be disappointed if the Packers spend a bunch of money and bring him back? No, it's not probably what it sounds like either of us would do, mm-hmm. but um, we love Aaron Jones as a player. So it's, yeah. it's not like he doesn't help this team win games. Yeah, no, exactly right. And uh, if he came back, I, that's the thing about this. Is like from from a business sense, I'm scratching my head, but from an on the field sense, I'm all smiles. Right, and that's the hard part of this game. Is like you know you're you're thinking with you got to think a, a lot of different ways. So um, we'll see what, what happens there. But uh, um, I think Wags were in agreement there. I just I don't see crystal ball. I don't see Aaron Jones returning to Green Bay. But incredible. Incredible run, and if this is it, um, one of the memories I will always hold uh, closely will be, I believe, his rookie season when Aaron Rodgers was injured, and uh, I believe the only touch of the game for Aaron Jones, he took it about 35 yards to the house to seal the win, or, or I believe it was the last play of the game, 
won the game, and there's that great picture of Aaron Rodgers smiling and hugging Aaron Jones, and he looks like a proud parent after Jones took that one to the house. And, uh, you know, I'll always remember that because I remember when Jones took off with that ball, I was like, that guy looks different than any running back we've had in a few years. Yeah, he's not going to be easy to replace in that respect, but I think let's talk about a couple of the other guys here, specifically when we're reviewing this past season. It's really just, you know, we already mentioned Jamal Williams, A.J. Dillon, and then technically Tyler Rubin is also listed as a running back. But they're the only guys that were able to see the field in, in an actual game this season. So I think let's focus on them in terms of the review. So let's talk about Jamal Williams next, also a free agent. And uh, he is just your blue-collar guy. He's that hard-half guy. And I I don't mean to sell Jamal Williams short. That's a compliment in every sense of the word. Uh, He is a jack-of-all-trades. He's by far the best pass blocker uh, in that running back room. And uh, he's a solid receiver. Uh, And and he's pretty productive, too. He he doesn't have that game-breaking ability in terms of speed and doesn't necessarily run guys over uh, the way that A.J. Dillon might be able to. Um, but uh, he, he gets the job done and, and uh, pretty much uh, replicated what he's done the last few seasons. Uh, just uh, had just over 500 yards rushing and in and, and just over 115 carries. So uh, he, he's, I think, a valuable part of this offense. Uh, maybe, dare I say, a little bit understated and underrated uh, by some Packer fans, uh, but uh, those that really pay attention to what Jamal Williams does out there every week on the field uh, understand uh, what value he brings to this team. Yeah, and, you know, he he's steady in, in how he plays football. I mean, one thing that, that I think is so important, he's had 600 carries in his career. He's never put the ball on the ground once. He doesn't fumble the ball. Uh, at the NFL level, that's a big deal. He's a phenomenal pass blocker. He's not afraid to stick his nose when the heat's coming on Aaron Rodgers. I can't tell you how many times over the last few seasons they're bringing the heat, and it's something that the average fan probably isn't going to see, but there's Jamal Williams just selling out to protect Aaron Rodgers, and more often than not, he's incredibly successful. He's on the field for special teams, you know, not only as a kick returner at times, but also on kick coverage. He's on punt. He's on punt return and coverage. I mean, he he's just out there. He, he's one of those guys that just – he clearly loves to play the game. The locker room loves him. Um, he's a shot of energy. He's always goofing around. He's keeping it light, but when it gets focused, he just brings the heat um, Wags, you know, he might not be your thousand yard runner. In fact, he's not going to be your thousand yard runner. Uh, but, you know, as you said, he had 500 plus yards rushing. He had another 200 plus yards receiving and a touchdown there. Uh, 31 receptions on the season. Another guy with soft hands that just does a little bit of everything. And, um, he's one of those guys that just helps the offense runs smoother. And when we talk about replacing guys like Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones is going to get the big contract. 
I don't think Jamal Williams is because, again, it's a devalued position across the NFL. The Packers are going to be running into some cap issues, but so is everybody else this year. Um, after after the COVID plague 2020 season, the economics are just different this year. Um, Wags, my understanding is that the Packers have not offered um, Jamal Williams a contract yet, and I say yet. Jamal Williams recently fired his agents. Uh, and, and it sounds like he has his eye on trying to return to the Packers, wanting to add uh, a new agent because he's hoping to get contract negotiations started with the Packers. Um, is, it, is it a slam dunk that he returns? Certainly not. But do I think that something could potentially happen, especially if Aaron Jones is gone? Could they get a deal done quickly with Jamal Williams? Yes, I think they could. And he's a guy um, where at a far discounted price in, in, in compared to Aaron Jones, where I would welcome Jamal Williams back with open arms. I love what he does for this team. I agree. And it seems to make sense for both sides that they would – try to do a short-term deal, maybe even just a one-year deal. From Jamal Williams' perspective, he knows the Packers. Packers know him. Uh, he's never been that workhorse horse guy, but he understands, obviously, if Aaron Jones is moving on. If nothing else, he's going to have an opportunity to compete for more touches and to compete for that starting job. And he might have the upper hand to do that if he comes back. So, I think for him it makes a lot of sense. Uh, even if he's not getting a you know long, any long term security, I don't really see any other teams out there. Perhaps there's other teams that might try to lure him with a you know a two year deal uh, mm-hmm. type thing where he gets that extra year. Uh, that that can be a little bit of fool's gold. I, I don't know uh, obviously what Jamal Williams is looking for if he feels that. You know, two-year versus a one-year deal with the Packers. And certainly the Packers can offer them a two- or three-year deal, too. I don't think they'll go to three years, but no. uh, maybe maybe they go to two. It's it's it, for the right price. It, it seems to make sense that they would wait. I said offline that if I'm the Packers, there's no rush to offer Jamal Williams a contract. He's not going to be a market setter, so you may as well wait and see if the top flight running backs have their market depreciated a little bit before you offer a guy like Jamal Williams a contract, because even if you come in at, and, and look, nobody's suggesting he's going to get a bunch of money, but what if the Packers offered him two years, you know, nine and a half million. But the reality is if they waited, they maybe they could get him for two years, six million. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's only, you know, two or three million difference, but, that can go a long way when you've got a tight salary cap situation. Totally. So um if I'm the Packers front office, I'm talking to Jamal Williams. I'm letting him know that we value him um, and uh, we're, we're keen on working something out. Uh, but um, you're not going to want to let him get away without having some good conversations. Uh, if so, but if another team comes in and blows it out of the water, um, I think they may move on from Jamal Williams as well. So there is a possibility that uh, the Packers do not return either Aaron Jones or Jamal Williams. And if if they can't get get Jamal Williams back at the right price, I, I think that would probably be the better move. Because uh, uh, as much as I like Jamal Williams as well, 
I, I do not want to overpay him either. So um, I think that's going to be the big caveat here is uh, while it's not going to be a ton of money and you might look at it on paper and say, well, why didn't they just match that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if he does go to another team, I think they need to be disciplined in in what they feel his number is and stick to that. And uh, hopefully it's the number that works out for both sides. Yeah. Wags. You know, in saying that, again, it's so hard because us fans, we watch these guys. We get invested in in their success, right? We get invested. We watch 16 games plus some playoff games, and we we get to know who these guys are a little bit on the field, and and sometimes we've been fortunate through this podcast off the field. Um, But at the same time, um, every single penny – that the, from a perspective standpoint, every single penny the Packers spend on somebody means they're not able to spend at a different position, right? So it's where do you value, uh, and, and really how much do you value? Because, um, do you value a running back over maybe extra protection for Aaron Rodgers? I don't, right? I just, I don't. It, because we need to keep 12 up. If 12's up, 12 can lead us to a Super Bowl. And obviously, if there's no salary cap, want to want to have everybody. But this is just where we're at. So I, I mean, I, I just think that it's important to keep that perspective. And you're spot on. And and quite frankly, if Jamal Williams gets a, gets a deal that blows the Packers out of the water, good for him. I want him to get paid. He he he's been a great Green Bay Packer, and there is a business side to it. And he seems like a great guy, and I want him to do well. So um, maybe it's a win-win for everybody involved, other than I guess the Packers on the field, and then we're probably drafting to try to replace a, at the running back position. But um, but but I hear you. Uh, but I'll tell you what I I would really I, I would be pretty darn sad to see Jamal go just because I think that not only from the run game but from the pass game he just does a little bit of everything for us and I think it's hard to to lose those kinds of guys we we missed guys when John Kuhn was gone we missed having that pass blocker a little bit for for a year or two it was noticeable and then Jamal came in and, and he carved that out for us and I I just I don't want to be worrying about that and, and there's not to say that there aren't free agents and other ways to replace it but um, I'm hopeful the Packers can get one done here with Jamal. I'll be honest. It would be really nice, and I feel just a little bit uh, more comfortable when I go to bed at night. Yeah, certainly. It would be a lot to, of unknowns, I guess, is the best yeah. way to put it. If you have to replace 320 carries and about 75 receptions <laughs> between these two top guys, yeah. and they they both came in the same year, and it's it's been – they both complement each other extremely well, and they've been the guys the last four seasons. So it would be a big change not to see either of them in that backfield at all next season. Uh, but it's certainly a possibility. So I think that might be a shock to some mm-hmm. folks out there that are thinking, well, we've got to do everything to get Aaron Jones back. And everyone's, some people have all their eggs in that basket. And, you know, and some people say, no, but we should get, uh, Jamal Williams back. Um, it, it's a possibility there's that neither of them are back on Green Bay, uh, and that we are coming back uh, in next season uh, with some 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 definite unknowns. Uh, so one guy that we got to see a little bit more, um, and I'm glad we did for that reason, uh, was uh, AJ Dillon. Mm-hmm. Dane, you have been super high on AJ from the moment he was drafted. 
Yeah. It was a little bit of a surprise to me that they went running back in the second round last year, but that was not by accident. These front office understood what was coming around the corner this offseason with Jones and Williams. And uh, A.J. Dillon, I got to tell you, uh, I, I was a little bit uncertain with uh, him not being able to break in there and at least get some action early in the season. But uh, from what he showed at the end of the season, I am super impressed. And I don't know if he's ready to play 16 games as the featured guy. We Nobody does. Uh, he hasn't proven that he can do that. However, uh, I am more than confident in saying this is a guy that uh, is ready for an expanded role next season. Yeah. Wags. It was everything we dreamed of. <laughs> that game, that snowy <laughs> game at Lambeau Field against the Tennessee Titans. It was on national TV. Everybody is talking about the other teams running back. And then, what, A.J. Dillon just goes on a tear for 124 yards and a couple touchdowns. Um, tough year for him prior to that. Um, as you mentioned, you know, he, he didn't break in, and then he had, he ended up on the COVID list for a few games there. So I uh, had to get back up to speed after that, and then kind of didn't really touch the ball much after that monster game either. Uh, had a fumble uh, in the in the um, playoff game, I believe it was a playoff game, or was it the last game of the season? I can't recall off the top of my head that Rodgers was able to jump on it, and uh, and Dylan was actually banged up uh, on that play, but uh, that's not a concern for me. I think that he's a very strong runner. I loved how he was catching the ball out of the backfield. He's incredibly athletic for how big he is. Um, you said it. I don't know about 16 games, right? I, I, none of us know, as you said, uh, but I'm it's not like we're sitting here with one giant question mark. He proved that he can put on a show when the lights are bright against an NFL defense. And, uh, you know, he's the only certain uh, going into next season is that A.J. Dillon is going to be on the Packers roster. Um, you know, he's not getting cut. He's not going anywhere. The question is, is he the guy or is he one of the guys in the Packers' backfield? But he proved, uh, without a shadow of a doubt, that he's going to get some reps uh, in 2021. Or the guy. Uh, I yeah. mean, it's possible. This is, A.J. Dillon uh, is in in-shape Eddie Lacy. <laughs> he, he falls forward every time uh, he gets the ball. So he could, he, could, he could be the workhorse next year. I mean, he's built. To, to do it. It's just a matter of, of health, which is always a roll of the dice. It doesn't, that's not unique to AJ Dillon. That's anybody you put back there. So uh, I, I, I'm excited by what he's going to be able to do. It, it was a, a bit of a, an abbreviated season in terms of the results, but at least we got to see him in that expanded role for that one week, as you mentioned, against the Titans. And uh, if nothing else, I think that has to give us a glimpse of what he's capable of. And if he's he's able to replicate that, uh, I don't care if he replicates that every week, but if he replicates that, you know, six to eight weeks uh, next season and, and yeah. does solid work the rest of the season, stays healthy, um, he's the lead back. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. So um, it's going to be incumbent on him to be ready to come back next season with an expanded role. Uh, even if Jamal Williams uh, resigns, Jamal Williams has never been a uh, lead back either. Um, certainly, that would take some of the pressure off of AJ Dillon if, if we're able to get Williams back. 
but uh, it still could be A.J. Dillon as the lead back in that situation. Uh, there would be a competition, uh, but I think the Packers would prefer A.J. as the lead guy and Jamal kind of stays in the role that he always has been. Yeah, and, and I know we'll be talking draft and all this other stuff and free agency down the road, but, um, you know, I, I think you're right. I think if Jamal Williams uh, happened to come back, I think Jamal Williams, his role does not change. He does what he does, but Dylan's the back. You know, I think you're right, um, and I think the Packers probably do a mid-round draft pick a la Aaron Jones four seasons ago, five seasons ago, and they try to add, you know, somebody who's a little bit shiftier, um, is more of a speed guy, uh, you know, some, somewhere either low-dollar free agent or more likely in the draft. So I agree, Wags. I, I totally agree with you, but, I mean, this is Dylan's time to shine. There's no doubt about it. No matter what happens with, with uh, what's going on in this backfield, Dylan's going to get some touches next year. Yeah, certainly. So the only other guy, and we don't really necessarily even think of him as a running back, is Tyler Irvin. And um, injury uh, limited yeah. the second half of his season. And that's, I think, always been uh, the story for, for Tyler, unfortunately. Uh, he uh, gave us a lot in the first half of the season uh, and was getting quite a few snaps out on the field, not necessarily touching the ball. Uh, but uh, he was out there not just as a return man, but out out there in, in, in certain packages and, and was uh, someone they were sending in motion quite a bit. Uh, and I think the Packers had a lot of plans to keep him in that role throughout the season before he got hurt. So the question for me, Dane, is is he reliable enough moving forward to bring back in that same role, or should we be looking for someone in a Tyler Irvin-like role that we can get either through the draft or maybe um, someone else in that free agent pool? Yeah, no disrespect to Tyler Irvin, uh, because I thought that he, he was a really nice addition, not only last season, but the season before. Uh, he he kind of helped stabilize the punt return unit at that point. But, Wags, I think we're going to be trying to save dollars where we can, and I think that his position seems primed for a uh, youth movement uh, and, and probably somebody who's a little bit younger, and by younger I mean less expensive. And Tyler's not going to command a ton of money, but, you know, these veteran contracts are just a little bit more expensive than some of these rookie contracts, and some of those add up. So I think the Packers are going to be looking to to make an addition. Um, It's not going to be Tavon Austin. He won't be back in Green Bay. I know he's listed as a receiver, but I I just want to be clear. I don't think he'll be back. Uh, Maybe if, if Irvin is still kicking around, you know, maybe he gets a camp invite a little bit later, and that very well could be the case. Uh, but I do think the Packers are going to look to upgrade uh, both their punt return position and also this this kind of um, move uh, motion role uh, in the Packers' backfield. I just I, I don't see them standing still on this one. I think they're going to try to get a little cheaper and maybe, frankly, a little bit better. Certainly, and the uh, return man doesn't have to be a running back either. No, and nor does. Uh, this uh, role in terms of the motion guy in the offense. It was, it, as you mentioned, it was Tavon Austin uh, after Irvin went down. Uh, so it could be a receiver in either of those roles. And uh, either way, I fully expect the Packers to look to draft a running back or two. Uh, I, my guess would be they're going to be looking in that fourth to fifth round range for at least one of those guys and then maybe 
they'll try to bring someone in either in the seventh round or, or definitely in undrafted free agency. So uh, they will be bringing in um, some some fresh uh, guys to uh, take a look at. Uh, they're not going to be investing uh, high end high picks. Uh, in the draft at this running back position, or at least I would be pretty surprised if they do. I think they did that last season with A.J. Dillon, uh, and uh, I'm sure they've got to be pretty uh, opportunistic uh, with what they're going to be able to get out of the draft this season. Uh, so uh, it's going to be interesting. This is a position group that's under a lot of scrutiny right now, uh, early in the offseason, uh, but it's there's fans out there that are expecting the Packers to splurge either with a high draft pick or by spending a lot of money. I think yeah. I'm just going to say prepare to be a little bit disappointed because I don't think they're going to spend money. They may not bring either of their, these uh, uh, main guys back. Uh, and I would be pretty surprised if they take a, a high draft pick. So um, it might feel a little bit unsettling for folks that, like to have that known commodity in the running back room, but uh, I think we're going to be fine. I think uh, this is a group that we can turn over, and and we're not going to get the same production as we did from Aaron Jones. But it's going to it's going to be a different look. It's going to be different guys uh, that are going to have to get the job done, and uh, so um, it's going to be uh, fun and sad, and, and you know all of those things all at the same time. But um, I'm excited to see what the Packers are, are able to do uh, with this position group because I think it's a harbinger of what they're going to do elsewhere. Uh, if they don't spend the money here, it's a sign that they've got plans uh, to be able to allocate that in other areas. Wags, part of the Lafleur allure, and I hate to do the rhyme right there, but I think part of the allure with him was the coaching tree. And the coaching tree could be traced back to Shanahan. And one of the things that Shanahan was known for was having an offense uh, with this zone blocking scheme where you could plug and play running backs a little bit. And, and I, I don't think everybody totally has taken a step back and realized that this is kind of going according to plan a little bit for the Packers. And, and again, I, I, I'm taking the emotion out of it because I love these running backs. But there's a real chance that LaFleur is going to be talking with Goody and he's going to say, man, I wish we could bring Aaron Jones back. But I think we can we can still get some production out of, you know, AJ and maybe an addition because I like what our offensive line is doing. And, I mean, we'll talk offensive line. We'll talk everything else. But just something to keep in mind that Shanahan and a lot of the, the, the coaches in his coaching tree have proven – that they can run the ball with a lot of different running backs as long as they use that scheme. So just keep that in mind. Uh, and Packer fans, if, if the running backs are gone, um, just remember, we're investing in other places, and the Packers are close to a Super Bowl, and they want to make sure that they're maximizing their dollar at, at the positions that they deem the most important. I think you just said it very well. So, Dane, any other thoughts on this running back group? I mean, I know we had other guys on the practice squad, and yeah. I think maybe – we're not really again. This is a review of the season, so none of those. There was no one else that really got any looks uh, on, mm-hmm. on Sundays. So I think that pretty much sums up the group. We'll we'll have an opportunity in for, to talk free agency discussions, uh, you know, pre-draft discussions, post-draft discussions. So we're not done, and some of those other guys we didn't talk about that are still around. Um, 
could crop up, I think, later in the offseason in some of our discussions. But I think for the purposes of today, um, I think we've accomplished what we wanted to. Uh, but yeah. that said, Dane, do you have any other thoughts before we sign off on this running back group? No, no, uh, not at all. Uh, I think that we, we, we hit this one on ahead. And uh, just, folks, uh, you know, thanks for listening, but also we'll be doing these with every position group here. Uh, so, you know, a running back, if if you want to listen about wide receiver or their offensive line, just come on back because we're going to be doing this all off season long. Thanks very much for listening. And as always, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.